Okay, welcome to the conversation. First of all, thank you for doing this. Thank you for honoring this. I didn't expect you to do it. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been listening to you for some time. Yeah, so, with history, people know you, uh, Africa's top model. And so, I was having a conversation with my friends about that. Now, um, the thing that stands out is the success that comes from that, right? Like, how do I see it from a Ugandan perspective that Mito is a successful model? My necessary different points. Like, how do you impact? How do you define your success? In you terms know, of your personal values? Yeah. You know, I really don't think I'm successful yet. I don't... I guess I'm over-ambitious in that sense. Yeah. When it comes to... There's things that I've done that are great, um, but I think, like, I haven't reached that pinnacle where it's like, oh, my gosh, where I can tell myself, oh, my gosh, because my dreams are always evolving. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied. I'm grateful. But my dreams are always evolving. And when I get to a certain point, I'm like, OK, I've achieved that. That's great. You know, for myself, um, what, what's next? What's where should I go next? Right. Uh, or where is my purpose leading me? Um, and so success, I guess, is a strong word. Maybe, maybe I need therapy for that because, <laughs> um, because yeah, I, I don't really see that as success. But I mean, you have uh, achieved almost, you've, you've had contracts that any other person looking out to do what you do would want to have. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't find that as well, successful. Yeah, I guess, now that you put it that way, <laughs> um, I guess that is success in a way. But in terms of seeing it, it's it's like little incremental steps to to, to a goal, right? Um, it all didn't come in one night. I mean, it started when I was 16, and I'm in my 30s now. So it's little incremental steps towards um, a goal. Yeah. Okay. No, um, the industry is big. You're an actor, right? I am an actor, uh, yes. Watched the movie, really <laughs> impressed. Well done. Thank you. Uh, first, tell us about your experience with Hollywood. Um, well, my experience is very little with Hollywood, but um, before acting necessarily, I did commercials as a model, and that really exposed me to a lot of actors. I've been in a lot of... Um, advertising campaigns with actors and that was like my little glimpse into Hollywood but that being said uh, I'm just starting (laughs) that journey so I I really can't speak on my experience that much but I know that there's been lots of models or lots of actors now Mm -hmm. who started as models and transitioned into um, really great actors. So is it yeah. a trend? Because every every model I know becomes an actor or is I, an actor at the same time. I don't know. It's just part of being a creative person, right? Like a lot of actors are singers. Did you know that? Yeah. Like a lot of them can sing, they can act, they can model. You know, yeah. like it's an all round creative personality, I guess. Yeah. I just recently found out that. Kifat Sugarman is a singer of the band. Yes, yeah, exactly. Interesting, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I know Anne Hathaway is such a great singer. She has a strong voice, and I was shocked to find that out. She's also a really good actor, so yeah. Now, in terms of diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion, uh, seeing as you have grown up your whole life here, right? Yes. Um, did education here, mm-hmm. and you have to work out of here. Mm-hmm. How has the transition been for you? And yes, things you have set out outstanding for you mm-hmm. the diversity of culture mm-hmm. you know it's really not been that easy um you almost have to assimilate right um it's not been that easy it's like learning something from nursery school because when you go into like a new culture you kind of have to understand how it works how they think and all these things and then you have to learn or take on some things that they do um whether positive or negative and leave out the rest right so it's not been that easy but i'm also so grateful for being born and raised in Uganda and the th- and the foundation that I got before going out into the world because that has made me see things in a dip- different perspective and I think it is an advantage but again it's also it is a disadvantage rather but it, but again it's also it can work for you um in terms of your ideologies your morals things that you can do and cannot do or want to do and 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 are offered um so i choose to see that in positive light um and i think for the most part i'm i'm really thankful i i i was born and raised here and then went out out there to work has has that helped um like i said my ideologies the way i think about stuff is not too personal um and that can be helpful in 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 success you almost have to be blind to what other people say if you have a goal in mind uh, or what other people think that has really helped me not also to see cues um i'll give you an example i think Trevor Noah says this a lot he says i didn't know i was a black person until i moved to the us i have the same story i really didn't know i was a black person because in uganda i'm just a person right I'm not black or white, but in the US you are defined by the color of your skin. And so there is a bit of a hesitance that comes with that. And sometimes you can just tell yourself subconsciously like, "Oh my gosh, that's not for me. I cannot go for that." But I didn't have that limitation because I grew up here. I grew up in Uganda. I didn't have that limitation of like I saw Um I grew up seeing the people that I ideal idealized um are black you know I I grew up seeing that and there's not a lot of those experiences in the US so I'm 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 thankful for that Yes we can but actually Eric um one of I think the second is that we post about as that you see life you don't see the world in a monochrome Yes I don't see the world in a monochrome Yeah, it's very monochromatic actually. What I find in my experience in the US is like you either black or white and you can either do this or that. But I don't really see that because of still the way that I was raised. I just see myself as a person and I see myself or I see the world with different colors, yeah. right? There's this varieties to everything and yeah, I'm I'm thankful for that perspective that kind of my upbringing has given me.
talk, it's really good. Yeah. Now, we still about Hollywood, now that you are, you know so little, right? Just yes, so I do know so little. But your mind is so big, at least had other people's Yes, a lot of research, a lot of observation. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but it's, it's still known to to have, like Hollywood holds power to some certain people, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's, it's such a big issue for others to make it up. Mm -hmm. How do you want to navigate that? I think... I think the mindset helps a lot. If you kind of don't see obstructions before you, if you your subconscious helps you not see um, a hindrance in front of you, you just kind of tend to go. Even if you get like a block in between, you'll find your way. You'll find a way to kind of maneuver around it. Um, that helps me, and that helps me go. That helps me say things like, I don't care even if there's there's no one. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ask. Like, what? There's nothing wrong with asking. Like, I'm going to go find out. I'm going to go. I'm going to write an email. I'm just going to see what happens. If they say no, fine. But at least, like, I've, I've given it my shot. I've tried whatever, you know? So I think that's my mindset going into Hollywood. Like, of course, I know it's not easy. Of course, there's hundreds and thousands of talented people out there. There's so many. It's It's crazy. But my mindset is, I'm just going to go and see what happens. Yeah. You do really keep a very positive mindset. I was listening to your conversation with Kapshenga as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, most of, of your mantra is just go and do it. Just, yeah. just do just it. Go. Just go. Then when you are doing the reality show, you say to yourself every day that you're going to win. Yes. I don't believe that. I'm really psycho. That is a psycho move. Like I re-listened to the to the thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I should did I just say that? But I literally did say that to myself every single day from the time I entered the house. You remember I was wearing I think a pink jacket or something? From that moment, I said to myself, I am the winner of Africa's next top model. And I've moved on and I've gone ahead with that kind of mentality it's sort of the way that I would describe it is sort of like a naivete of sorts like there's nothing in front of me like this is what I want this is what I'm setting this is the universe like you've heard what I want that's it there's no plan b like that's it yeah so I I, I choose to be naive in that sense how do you because uh, possible this comes with also getting a lot of feedback from like yeah we publish on the internet and people will give feedback so how do you cut that out, that negativity from, from your mind? How do you just focus on what's positive? I go inwards. I go inwards because everyone has an opinion about you. I mean, people have had opinions about me since I was young, mm -hmm. you know? So everyone is going to say something about you, but you go inwards. You look deep in, in, inside your heart. When someone says, are you a mean person? You go inwards and like, no, I'm not a mean person. Yeah. I'm kind. I'm nice. I'm grateful. I'm not a mean person. You go inward and really search deep down inside of your heart and pull out the good things that you like about yourself. And those are the things that you focus on. Yeah. And and you just, yeah, keep on telling yourself you, you deserve everything. You deserve the world. Someone who has really gotten to your level and achieved the amount of fame you have. Oh my gosh, that's such a huge... Be so humble. Like, you are like... That's why I didn't expect you to be yeah. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'd think, how have you managed the fame from the lifestyle to just, to keeping you grounded? Because now I know your story. I know that you come from a humble background. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So you, you're humble by default. Mm -hmm. 
threw that at you. Mm-hmm. How did you split that from from getting a film? How did you how did you manage not to go crazy? Yeah. <laughs> I have very um, on a lighter note, I have very realistic. I have a very realistic family. My niece is right behind you, but yeah, they keep me really realistic. On a lighter note, but on a more serious note, I think I'm, I'm not very. I don't like the word humble. You know why? Because it feels like it feels like even though you've achieved all these things even though you are exposed to all these things you decide to like distance yourself away from them and be like mm, yeah, i don't like that or whatever but i think the word is more grateful i'm grateful for where i am today um that's the word that i like to that's what i resonate with because for me humble will mean like yeah, like I explained, like distancing yourself from all the things that you've experienced, blah, 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 blah. But don't be fooled. I like, you know, very nice things. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that makes me humble or, or whatever. But also I'm, I'm quite realistic um, and I'm quite grateful. I'm always grateful. Do so, you think film mm-hmm. has affected your personal identity? A little bit, yeah. a little bit. I don't think I'm the same person I was 13 years ago. Yeah. Um, I've been able to experience really amazing and really traumatic things um, throughout my life from the time I, I left home and, and went abroad. Um, but yeah, I think it has shaped me into into a better person, for, 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 for better or for worse, right? Yeah. Um, my taste is different. <laughs> um, I've evolved in different ways, shapes and forms. And so, yeah, it has, it has changed me. My experience mm-hmm. with life has changed me. One of some of those hard times you've dealt with that have reshaped your perspective to life. Things you can spot out and be like, okay, this situation maybe. I think rejection. My the industry that I'm in, the fashion industry, is so full of rejection. And it's every day. I think I, I also mentioned that during the interview with yeah, uh, yeah. Robert, and I said every day is a job interview. So yes. when you go, you meet clients. They send you to things they call castings. So it's a it's a job interview. You're either gonna get it or you're not. And most of those castings, you don't get them. So you can do Fashion Week that has maybe let's say 20 fashion shows in a city. So New York Fashion Week has about 20 fashion shows in a city. You attend all the castings, but you get only one Mm -hmm. or two. And that puts a dumper on your um, self-esteem, right? But I think the constant rejection has made me a stronger person. Like, throw whatever you can at me. (laughs) Like, there's you can't be any worse than someone who says oh i don't like amita because she has a weird lip or Mm. she's you know like things that you really cannot change about yourself so yeah rejection has made me a stronger and i think better person and a lot deeper um so yeah um speaking of that from like the bit of rejection Mm. also comes insecurities right absolutely 110 percent what is now happening with people like you who have mm-hmm. made you make your insecurities the normal standard, say? Like you uh, design clothes or they'll design clothes about you, mm-hmm. people who look like you, because then that becomes the standard for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Then we get people trying to 
live their lives, the people that you inspire, right? Try and then live their lives just chasing that. Say, clear examples like, say, Kim Kardashian, right? Go do surgery and do not find out. Then that becomes a trend for every other girl. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. Do you find that, did you find that some sort of disadvantage in the world can we you, now? Can you rephrase the question? Oh. How you guys deal, famous people in this case. Oh my gosh, when you say famous, I'm just like, ooh, that is not, I'm not that famous. I'm known, I'm known, but I'm not. So famous means, see, Kanye West is famous, right? Right, he is famous. He's a celebrity. That makes you famous. Okay, but... Yes, I. Oh, yeah, that was nice, yeah, right? That was nice. Way. I forgot about that. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to famous people and their insecurities, so they turn their insecurities to become the industry standard. Mm-hmm. And that comes at a big cost for everyone else mm-hmm. they're looking at too. And this is like an issue that all entertainment yes. industry. This is not just dressing. This is how I speak. Um, most of how I speak to my peers mm-hmm. is defined because I've been. I grew up. In a fairly okay home, mm-hmm. so I had to listen to the Jaycees. Right. Oh my gosh, but Yeah. That is so much invested in my mind about life, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I have learned. This mm-hmm. is why I believe life, maybe that's what I find cool. Can you honestly find my whole concept of being cool? Right. So, but some of the things he does are, could, could probably be rejected by society because he's a human being, right? Mm-hmm. So, the question there is do you also think your insecurities should be a standard or what do you think about other people that make their insecurities oh my gosh that is crazy to think that don't you think it is crazy to think my insecurities should be a standard absolutely no listen because of the industry that i've been in some of the things that i'm really insecure i'm I'm really insecure about are my body yeah um because of the constant rejection about my body. I'm, I have that insecurity, which let me say, I go for therapy to kind of help me with, with that. But it comes with the territory, right? Um, I don't think that my insecurities should be a standard. However, I think that there are things that I can do to help with my insecurities. So for example, if I... I'm insecure about my body, like I said. Yeah. And if I say have a dis- eating disorder, for example, if you have bulimia, you can seek therapy for that. You can ask for help. And if you're insecure about your body, you can go to the gym to kind of help you sort of change your body in ways that you can make it better for yourself, right? So there are things that you can do to um, help yourself with yeah. your insecurities. So that's same sentiment goes for surgeries and stuff like that of course not a lot of people can afford the things that kim kardashian does um but there are ways that they can help themselves with whatever insecurities they have i guess when you're in africa's top model yes yeah doesn't that then make you like the body standard for isn't that fulfilling enough for you not to feel any type of way about your body. Okay, so Africa's next top model is just the start. That is not even like a tip of the iceberg. I think the real work, like that was nothing. The real work started when I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. 
And in Africa's Next Top Model, they were slightly lenient, they were okay. But in the real world, like a fashion designer is not going to make you an outfit that only fits you, right? They're going to make standardized. And if you don't fit in the outfit, too bad. Now, I'm an African girl. I have wide hips, naturally. Am I going to cut off my hip bone? No. But those things made me feel insecure because they refused to give me jobs because they were like, sorry, she has wide hips. She can't fit in the tiny dress, you know? So it's it's not enough. It Unfortunately, when you go out in the world, there's a lot of competition. There's other girls who are skinnier than you. So it's it's not enough. It does cause a little bit of insecurity there. Yeah. Now, the same industry also now uh, suffers so much of exploitation, mostly for women. Yes. Right? Uh, we recently had the Me Too campaign come through. Yes. Uh, that wondering what your thoughts are on that. Um, well, <clears throat> do you know that I'm, I'm so glad we're in an age of technology and mm. we're in an age where we can voice our opinions. We are able to talk about stuff that has happened to us. And I'm so grateful for campaigns like Me Too that, you know, helped women talk about their traumas. That was so important. Um, and so because of, of, of stories like that, there is hope for, for you know, yeah, for, for, for the movement and for women and for the exploitation that goes on behind closed doors. Yeah, but it's ethical consideration in the entertainment industry still, seeing as you're an actor, uh, what the movies sell now to like a culture like our mm-hmm. right? right now we have the parliament debating the anti-homosexual bill mm-hmm. because that represents so much of what our people think could mm-hmm. be right or wrong yeah mm-hmm. it's their feeling but then we have uh we have netflix yes um accessible to anyone right mm-hmm. i can just tune in and watch what i want so one day i was watching netflix with my dad and those this scene where a guy kissed a guy. So he spent the whole day giving me a whole lecture <laughs> what I should watch and what I should watch. So, but yeah. there's that. Uh, how do you, what do you feel about that type of gap between seeing as you've lived two cultures? Right? Mm-hmm. You've lived here and you've lived here. Yeah. What do you feel about that? I do don't you know. feel like the Western people expose or Force their lifestyles on us. Do you feel mm-hmm. like we copy everything from the West, good or bad? Do you think it's good or bad? Colonization. That's my answer. Colonization. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that as Africans, we have cop- copied everything that the Western the, the Western culture has thrown to us, mm-hmm. um, including our hateful nature. Like I don't really think we were hateful people um yeah that's all i have to say on that topic <laughs> yeah you don't I think we're hateful people sorry not context like hate. no like i don't think we were hateful in nature i don't think we were judgy and we had like those characteristics right mm. um i think as African people, we the reason as to why it was easy, I guess, to colonize us was because of our welcoming nature. Um, and we ate up everything that they brought to us, you know? So, 
this is a political issue, but on a personal note, I want to profess colonization. I'm really carefully choosing my words here. Yeah, I'm, uh, but um, yeah, colonization, and I don't think Africans are hateful innately. So just in terms of cultural diversity, uh, what things do you think you need to copy from that side to introduce you? I don't think we need to copy anything. I don't think we need to really copy anything from anyone because everything has really been copied, copied from us. I think we need to go back to our... Um, I never believe such a statement. Really. You really don't? I think we don't. Like, if you look I mean, at... You're not made cars, you're not made phones. No, but if you look at, if you look at um, say, culture-wise, say, yeah. music, yeah. right? Say, food. Yeah. Like, the international cuisines around the world, if you date them back, they all started from here. If you look at music, like rap music, if you look at... They all evolved into what they are, but they innately started from Africa. If you look at um, architecture, right? If you look at writing, like literally everything started from here. And I know that's like a long time ago, blah, 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 whatever. But I think that if we trace back our roots and go back to the kind of people that we were, kind, welcoming, innovative... um, there's a lot more to gain. Anyway, that's that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you think? I know you don't. You, you said you don't believe you don't believe in that statement, but yeah, that, those are my so thoughts. I believe colonization was bound to happen if we were to get to another step. Like for us to. What do you mean? It defined colonization brought about civilization. Ew. We were civilized before we were colonized. We were very civilized. I don't think we, we were. Have what to is civilized? Time. What is civilization? Um, An organized community, yeah. right? We were organized communities before we were colonized. We were very organized communities. We were lacking almost everything, like even access to the basic needs was known as easy. But that's not true, though. We were organized communities. We had kings. We had leaders in our society. We had roles that people did in in different societies. I mean, if if you look at different African stories, I think that is the problem. Like, we haven't also been taught our stories as African people. And that's one of the reasons that's why I'm very interested in going to acting is because I think it's really important to date back to learn our stories as, as African people. Um, if you look at the new film that just came out, The Woman King, of course, there's controversies around the story, but look at, if you've, have you watched the film? Yeah. The Woman King. Yeah. That is an old story about African people. Look at how organized they were. Yeah. Um, look at how civilized they were. I think what you're trying to define is a definition quote-unquote of civilization based on colonialism but we were very civilized human beings sorry i'm obsessed about this topic and i could talk about it forever but (laughs) um i want to listen to you yeah no but we were up there but i think what what colonization i can't speak but what colonization did was make us think that whatever we created, whatever we had was not enough. enough. But it was enough. We were already up there. Um, I don't know if you've heard of a story where the first C-section was done in Uganda. You've heard of that story? Can you imagine the first C-section was done in Uganda and some white dude decided to take it to, you know, abroad, those ends, and and be like, okay, oh my gosh, now... This is happening. 
you know? So, yeah, I think the stories need to be had. African stories need to be told um, over and over again so that we could learn about our history and go back to the people that we were. Is that the kind of uh, direction your acting is still going to take? Hopefully, if I'm able to get such opportunities, absolutely, I would be so grateful. But that is one of the reasons as to why I am interested in acting, so I can be a part of, you know, a group that tells African stories and and tells them true. Like, what's her name? Um, What's the writer? Chimamanda. Chimamanda says, you know, the, 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 the danger of a single story. Our stories haven't been told by us. That is why we have people thinking that we weren't civilized enough because our stories haven't been told by us. If we told our own stories, we would know that we were a civilized community. It was them. They used not to shower, by the way. That thing still boggles my mind. They used not to shower. Like, ew. On the internet. Did you see all these people saying, I don't... Ew. That's disgusting. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh, that's gross. Like, oh. Anyway, but yeah, they used not to shower. Let's start there. Interesting. Let's start there. Do you feel like our stories would be relevant now with all the developments around? Like what would be like the essence of telling the stories of our kings? And so imagine. And first of all, most uh-huh. of these stories, uh, when you listen to the cries the feminists say, most uh-huh. of them are mostly Bible related. No, okay, the Bible came with the colonialists. Uh-huh. So but most of the stories are centered around the patriarchy, right? They embody the man as the great the greater human being mm-hmm. what do you mean like african stories yeah most of them are around that's the whole african setting do you think Probably strong no that came after the that came with the colonialists yeah. that came listen i don't think i what do i know right what do i know but with the little that i know yeah. i know that that was emphasized with colonialism when the colonialists came, during the time when the colonialists came to Africa, they were banning witches in Europe. Yeah. You know that, right? They were banning women. Like any herbalist, if you're a woman and you're herbalist, they ban you. They're like, you're a witch. You don't need to be doing this. Any like midwife, they burn you. You don't need to be doing this. And after that, women were not allowed to be midwives. And then the men became doctors. So the men became gynecologists and they were the, one, they were the ones who would birth babies, right? That is during the time when they came. And so when they came here, they found that, oh, women had roles and women had active roles. They were not passive citizens. Um, and they were like, mm, no, 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 you can't let a woman, you know, be in this meeting. She has to go back to the kitchen. That, I think that is when the patriarchy was really affirmed. It was yeah. during yeah. colonialism. That's why I said our stories are important because we were not hateful people we are not innately will they remind us of who we are are? absolutely of who we are do you feel like that has been taken away from us absolutely and a big i I think also my influence comes from living in the u.s right living with having friends who are african-american listening to their stories listening to their upbringing that is part of my influence um yeah, and so that's why I say I think that knowing, returning back to who we are and kind of knowing ourselves and knowing our stories and retelling those stories over and over and over will help us become 
better people innately. Do you also write scripts? Unfortunately, not. <laughs> you think so? Thank so, you. So I'll give it a try. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but still on on the entertainment industry being a big part of the influence mm-hmm. of how we live. Now you're part of that. How, yes. How do you think you're going to change a few things? I can only play my part, mm-hmm. and I think my part is by reaffirming our stories, the importance of telling our stories ourselves. Um, the importance of being part of that movement that pushes for African stories to be told to the world mm-hmm. and not only to Africans, but to the world. So, yes, I want to be part of that. I'm eager, actually, to be part of that. Yeah. How do you see, when do you, where do you see yourself? This is a very common question. To yeah. Ask do you see yourself guys asking for jobs five years, but in the acting field, like 10 from now? Um, I'm not going to put my baskets in one egg but I see myself continuing to leave my dreams and continuing to what are your dreams let's first start there <laughs> I'm also a little bit superstitious so I was like mm, I won't tell you we'll just see but no but I see myself continuing to dream yeah. right I think that's really important continuing to dream and continuing to go for my heart's desire continuing to sort of like how should I say this um, follow the peaks of my interest right so anything that I'm interested in I hope that I'm given a chance or I hope that I have the opportunity to sort of follow that wherever that leads me and so I think in short that means that intuitively I want I want to follow my intuition wherever it goes Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when you're here, right? Yes. And you're Mitchell. Yes. Do you feel like, don't you feel like it should be of great impact, like, to people? Like, they should feel like you're part of us, like, we never feel that. What Yet, do you mean? when we read about you, this is such a big person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're very reserved when you're here. You're, yeah, you're, I'm low-key. Because I think home... I feel like you should use part of your influence to help other people dream. Mostly women dream like... Why women? Men dream too. I'm a dream model and and I think most females are interested in becoming models. But yes, all of us, yeah? Like, uh, of course, from the business side... I think my perspective on life is not only reserved for women or models. I think it's reserved for everyone who has a dream okay. i i don't know i think so yeah. i would like to think totally so agree. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah but yeah. how do you make me dream that big like like how are you going to impact us down here to dream um listen i don't I mean, know i was just reading contracts that ah no 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 she signed this and this and this and she's doing all this great work listen i hope my story i hope what I do continues to inspire people to dream, I hope. But then, not only people, like even if it inspires one person, um, that would be enough for me. However, that's not my goal because at the end of the day, like 
I, I also am afraid of the pressure that comes with quote unquote inspiring people. When I come home, the reason is why I'm low key or the reason is why I'm chill is because it's my place of safety. Um, I feel safe when I'm here and it's not like safe physically, but it's also like a mental safety. Like I can scream, I can be a hundred percent authentic with who I am when I'm home. Um, there's personas that I have to sort of embody when I'm yeah. out there. Like, like all of us, right. We have, um, what do they call them? Code switching, right. We code switch depending on where we are. Like the same way you speak to your dad is not the same way you probably speak to your brother, you know? So, I also have that, but when I'm at home, I'm I code switch to a place of safety of, of you know my upbringing of of I don't care if you judge me like you know, um, so I guess that's why I'm protective of that space in a sense. That's why I keep it to myself. I I love to just be chilled. <laughs> now the thing that draws me to you mostly is actually not. The African top model thing. Mm-hmm. It's you doing the Kanye's thing in the face. Doing the what? Uh, opening for Life of Pablo. Oh, Kanye. It's not to talk about Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> How is it working with Kanye? West? Let me just hear from your perspective. It's exer- exer- How do you pronounce that? Oh my gosh, my Chile accent is not going to allow me to say that word. Exhilarating. Yeah. Exhilarating. That's the pronunciation. You don't yes. have that Chile accent. You don't think I have an Chile accent? I'm slightly yeah. offended. I really want to have that chilly accent. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, it's exhilarating. Um, it's everything you think it is. It's it's wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, it is wow. I mean, from standing in front of him during the casting, from to doing the fittings, to... Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of Kanye. Of course, I love his music. But I think for me... My most wow moments or moment was when I met Beyonce, when I shot for, um, what's that? Park Ivy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I'm a beehive, staunch beehive. Like, I don't even play. Uh, But yeah, that was, that was uh, something. I don't know if they felt what I feel for being in your presence. <laughs> and I want to explain that. <laughs> no, really. Not like for Beyonce, really, yeah. To you, from Sam, to yeah. from Kichigun. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that was... Ugh, my stomach turns every time I think about it. But no, that was um, something. I mean, there's no words. But I think I came to the job late because they didn't confirm me until the morning of the shoot. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to the job, they had to, it was during COVID, so they had to take like a COVID test, blah, blah, blah. And then I sat in the hair and makeup chair. And then the hairstylist brought Beyonce's wig to try on me. You guys, I will Beyonce's wig for a few seconds. Let me just say that. I need to say that, I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely have to say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it didn't work. It didn't work. So they're like, oh, it doesn't work, whatever. Let's use our natural hair. Anyway, so they dress me up and I go on set. As I'm walking onto set, Beyonce is leaving set. And I stand there and freeze. Can you imagine how embarrassing? I stand there and freeze. 
And Beyonce turns like, oh, Amito's here. And then she looks at me, she's like, beautiful. How are you? And I'm like, I'm okay. Hi, hi. Like, it, it's embarrassing. It's an embarrassing story, but I love telling it because it's just like, I was mesmerized. She's everything and more. Her work ethic is impeccable. Like, she did not spend more than five minutes in her dressing room the whole time we were there, the whole time. Like, everyone was like on a lunch break and she kept on going, going, going. She's like, okay, if this photographer is not here, if he's on lunch, let's do videography or let's do another set. Like, she kept on going, 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 nonstop. I even left her there. It's, it was amazing to watch. I don't think I was working on that day. I was just observing her and observing everything that happens when she's around. And it was amazing to watch. It was amazing to watch. I cannot say that enough. It was, yeah, it was amazing to watch. And Is observe. that like your best moment in, in I mean, so far? Like, star moment? I don't know if it's the best, but it's like there. Yeah. It's there because and it's not there because you know we were on the same set shooting it was there because i was given an opportunity to watch her work right yeah. i was oh that was amazing that was amazing yeah. does that inspire how you now walk it does how you walk? it does inspire me a lot it really does inspire me just thinking about how professional she is how kind she's very kind to everyone i feel like every rich person gives of that like if you spend a day my mentor right my mentor is, is a real estate guru around here right when you spend a day with him mm-hmm. you have to get those vibes right right the kind what the phone right. calls is having mm. the discipline you get that until you meet say a brother right yeah and then they have to tell you i don't know it's just another human being like right that. yeah i guess but i think like beyond it's like she doesn't have to be kind or nice Right? She's amazing. She's Beyonce. Right? She doesn't have to be anything. She could be like, okay, let's have a two, three hour break. Nope. No breaks whatsoever. Going, 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 going. No breaks. Like, it was, yeah. I learned a lot in those few hours. So, I run, uh, besides working here, I run run a studio. Yeah. That produces movies, by the way. Oh, amazing. Good to know. The thing with working with creatives is... They're always so full of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They feel like uh, what you just said. Uh, when I'm working with young creatives, mm-hmm. uh, guy will tell you, "Ah, let's pause. I need to think. I need to take a smoke break for mm-hmm. things like that." Like, that's oh, you so mean like me? Because I have to, I had to go and change. I know. I had not told you about the video, but that was good. The fact that you actually respect the when and change for it—that's something for me. No, so, okay. but there's that. Mm-hmm. So, for you, in terms of attitude, all through, like from the journey when it started from school. First of all, uh, coming from a humble background mm-hmm. makes, by default, makes you. I don't know. For you, it's stronger. But for my experiences with my own life and my friends, mm-hmm. it's easy to just give up on the first. Mm-hmm. Like you feel like the world is against you, right? Right. Like, no, I'm already. This is already not complete. This is this is not to where it is. But it takes immense mind space and mental strength to like see through stuff. Yeah. How do you build that ma- ma- mantra over time? How do you pick yourself up all the time to just be about it and just do it? Um, I think for me, it's. It's seeing a possibility in something, 
right? It's seeing like a little bit of drop of hope, mm. right? So from my childhood, okay, I'll tell you this little story. So when before Africa's Summer or whatever, we had a little singing competition in church, right? <laughs> I love telling this story. And the winner of that competition, it, actually, it wasn't a singing competition. It was more of like a creative competition. So you could either sing or dance or play an instrument, whatever, whatever your talent was. So the winner of the competition, you would get 5 million Ugandan shillings. And then the second would get, I think, 3 million. And the third would get 1 million. And I told myself from the very beginning, like, I am getting 5 million. Like, do not play with me. I'm getting 5 million. So, like, those little incidences, yeah, that happened, like, as I grew up, um, sort of affirmed to me the possibility of things that could happen, right? So there was a little bit drop of hope that's always been planted in my life. And when I got to Africa's Excel model, winning that sort of fully affirmed that, oh my gosh, like whatever I dream, whatever I put my mind to can actually be possible. And so now when I'm dreaming, I don't, I don't limit myself. I just go wild with the dreams. It's yeah, but a little bit exposed enough to know that it can actually happen. Yes, so true. True. Now, you as a business person, mm-hmm. uh, okay, someone who has worked and made yes. some money. Are you investing in stuff around here? Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Investing uh, in business? Yes. Mm-hmm. I invest in real estate, but in the US. Um, well, I think it's more like, oh my gosh, I hope the IRS doesn't come for me. But anyway, um, uh, but um, yeah, so well, I guess, yeah, a little bit. I do that in the US. Um, I think the, the market's a little bit more stable, but um, I, I do a lot of stocks, uh, all that Bitcoin shit. I do that. Um, I love money, so I diversify my portfolio. <laughs> Do you think Bitcoin will work here at some point? Okay, we have Bitcoin. Yeah, I don't know. Bitcoin. I don't know if it work here, but of course, the idea of it, it's like anybody should be able to yeah. have access to it. So yeah, it probably it? should. Mm-hmm. So what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? I want people to remember me as someone who lived an authentic life. What do you mean by authentic? True to myself. Followed my curiosity wherever it took me even if it took me to a place that people didn't agree with or people didn't like or people looked down on like i don't care as long as i'm living the truest version of myself that's how i want to be remembered positive or negative family what do you mean family you mean like have children What's the question? Do you want to have a family? Do I want to have children? Do you have a family? I have have a family. No, no, like... I have a puppy. Okay. (laughs) You have seen the white puppy. Have you seen my puppy? I love her so much. Looks like my puppy. I came with her. Yeah, she's fun. Um, But yeah. Do you fly with it? Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) How is that like? Like, I I read the fees for, for, for pets are now twice as double the human fee. It's a magical at the beginning of us. Mm, you you have to go around it. Yeah, you have to figure out. I'm a Ugandan still at heart, so I will find ways around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with family, I think 
you know, um, I'm, I don't know if your question is, are you asking if I'm single or are you, what are you asking? Even that. Even that? Oh my gosh, I just gave you a question. Okay, that was dumb of me. But, okay, so my dating life is savage because I have a good life as a single woman who's not attached to anyone. I have a full life, I think, you know? I have friends, family, etc. Like, all the aspects of life, like spiritual, yeah. physical, financial, blah, blah, blah. I feel like all those as- aspects of my life are on a certain standard okay Mm. right and so if i'm to bring on someone to my life if i'm to add on another person i think they it has to be better than what it is so i don't find the need in adding on someone who's just baggage that i have to drag and the idea of being single forever is i'm okay with that idea i'm not scared of that idea what's your perspective on love I believe in love, absolutely. It's so beautiful. Then you just said you'd drug someone. I no, you just love someone. No, it's more life. it's more complex than that. You can't just say love is enough. Having a lover is nice, but then they'll just stay as a lover. But if if you want to integrate them into your life, I think that it takes more than love. Don't wouldn't you agree? Yeah. 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 I, I think it takes more than love. But yeah, having a lover is great. You can have as many lovers as you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What else? I, I hope that answers everything. Just the answer the family bit. Oh, the family bit. You know, with, with kids. Same oh, yeah. as your life. Children. Yeah, like a modern actor. Mm. For a lot of your time. I think when the time comes, why not? I'm open to it. Yeah, I'm open to it. Let's just say that. Gosh, I had a drink somewhere. Okay, so the thing with me is that, okay, I love eating, don't be fooled, but I love like dates where you experience something because I put a lot of work in like how I look on a date so I need the experience to be worth my like what type of experience like I don't know fun you come up with something you're okay. the person taking me on a date okay oh my gosh I have a date <laughs> yeah but we're not doing anything physical kissing or whatever oh, okay just, just a date I mean, alright yeah just putting it on so exciting anyway i'm so excited for you to take me on a date but i want other dates as well like i want so where can i meet oh really anyway so let's i think i think i think your dm just doesn't stop right really no nobody sends me dms it's crazy i think they're scared do you think yeah they're scared (laughs) no as you google you then (laughs) once people google you then there's they stamp a five million dollar net worth on you you're like, what am I going to do with this person? You know, but no, I'm such a girly girl and I love being taken out on experiences. 
because they're so fun. And what, have you, what do you do in Uganda? Turns from besides uh, maybe going to Jinja and seeing birds at national parks. Um, do you even do that? I'd love to, someone to take me to do that. Okay. <laughs> Good ideas. Um, I well, there's a lot of things that have come up now. There's the water park. There there's is cutting now in Bogota. Yeah, there's cutting. Oh, do you really? want to do that? I want to do. Okay. I want to go karting. I'm so competitive, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, there, I love um, interact interactive dates. Sitting and eating is a little bit boring. Yeah. Um, anyway. But I also love sitting and eating. Don't be fooled. Mm -hmm. I love sitting and eating. But yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's your time to ask. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> she has a story. That's why she's laughing. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you the story. <laughs> so was it last year <laughs> when I came to Uganda? Wait. For like after a very long time, right? Yeah. Well, I think... You come back every year. I do come back often. I come up like twice a year, three times oh, a year, depending okay. on how homesick I feel. But one of the times that I came back, um, my niece dared me to go on Tinder, a new Ugandan Tinder. So I opened it, Amita Lagoon, location Uganda, Kampala, and then I matched with someone. And then the person was like, oh my gosh, are you the Amita? And I was like, oh, don't. Don't you ever say that. That's wrong. Don't. Just, just be cool. You know, just be like, hey, what's up? Let's, yeah, let me take yeah. you out for dinner. Yeah. I had to delete the account, which was so sad. But I want to do something like that again. So, Unreal, but don't you think that has been eaten up from your life? Like, yeah. I'll always find out. Yeah. Like, you're a little But I'm surprised you were just going to church randomly. So, yeah. the pressure is not that much celebrity pressure sometimes it's yeah sometimes i just want to be like that's why i come up with this because i just want to do that yeah. you know? i just want to do that yeah what fun things do you do when you're here what do you love about uganda family family mm. and the sense of grounding that it gives me i feel very grounded when i'm here i don't feel like over the board i am not i guess crazy um i think that's really important to me feeling grounded and feeling safe and my family my family's crazy they're very open-minded they tell you like it is this morning when i was in the gym i asked my niece do you think i have abs and she was like i'm not one of those people who's gonna lie to you you don't have abs i was like oh my gosh that is so rude so yeah i i adore them what has been your favorite modeling job and campaign you've worked in? just mention the beyonce thing right i don't have a favorite but maybe the one that gave me the most money, <laughs> probably, yeah. Uh, yeah, you talked about being on interviews all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. How is that like? Like, do you it's, have to like mentally prepare your mind on yeah. what you have to tell? On people? what I have to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interviews make me nervous a little. Does did you feel like then that becomes like some PR? We don't get to know like your thoughts. You have to tell us the industry standard of things. It does, but everything is PR, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we can't all tell our thoughts the way they are. There has to be a filter, shouldn't okay. there? Yeah. Do you cook? I hate cooking. I know. Hate is. But I'm also, yeah, I don't like cooking. 
And the reason as to why I don't like cooking is because when I lived in New York City and the, <clears throat> the, the same amount, same money you used to buy food is the same money you can go to a restaurant with. But also the most important thing is like usually when I cook, I'm suffocated with the smell and I'm not able to eat. And if I were to choose between cooking and eating, I would take eating. So that's why I don't like cooking. But I think the price thing is even here, the amount you spend on buying food. It's kind of the same. You just go to a restaurant. Do you do what every celebrity does? Give back, do charity? Um, oh my gosh, that's so weird. Uh, but I think with every opportunity comes responsibility. And so with the opportunity that I've been given, yeah, yeah. there is a responsibility that is expected of me. And of course, yes, I am involved in, I guess, giving back. I hate, I hate calling it charity, but I'm involved in volunteering my time and or money to I don't know to wherever so I really work closely with Oxfam America and um, yeah that's that's one of the ways that I do you have an organization of yourself no I don't <coughs> do you plan yet on probably probably what would it be about we'll see <laughs> superstitious don't forget I'm very superstitious but yeah um, I think that is in the works uh, I don't want to talk about it yet because I, yeah, I haven't fully formed it. the idea but um, it's absolutely in the works yeah okay no this is not for me mm-hmm. this is uh, this podcast is watched mostly by women do you think why I is look that? at the stats okay uh, I think I also host a lot of women mm. like naturally it's, it's because I have more conversations with me than okay. boys. Like mm-hmm. my boyfriends are these ones. <laughs> that is why I'm a younger brother. That's like one of my closest friends. Amazing. So there's everything. Yeah. Martin looks familiar. I feel like no. He just has that. You do have that face. familiar look. Yeah. Okay. For Interesting. An typical Ugandan man. <laughs> do you think so? Do you think that? <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah tips on like skincare routine beauty for the women they can pick from you no but for men as well i think it's so okay i listened to not a podcast but i think it was a tiktok or an instagram from yeah. one of the uh beauty gurus that i follow and she said something really important and i feel like i do resonate with the statement she made she said skincare is about hygiene and so or hygiene how do you pronounce that but yeah, so skincare is about hygiene. And so you need something to wash your face properly. You can't just use... What's the best star? Yes. You can't just use star to wash... You know? You can't just use star to wash your face properly. It's inhygienic. Ew. It's is like... It? Isn't it so? Yeah, but like you need proper things to wash your face. And, and keep actually clean. Yeah. You know? You need things that will actually take dirt off otherwise we'll check like behind your ears and there's like still dirt that's gross that's all i'm saying let's look into yeah. your day like um what do you do when you wake up when i'm do you like do you have like a routine gym like things that don't just miss out writing and journaling your life? where depends it depends Here, where when, you're in when i'm in kampala yeah um same time i wake up around 5 36 I take. I open the door for my dog. She's around, so I have to open the door for her. She goes, please gives her give her food, and then it depends on if I have a morning workout or not. Sometimes I take um, six a.m. class, and then after that I go back home, make myself a celery juice, and 
ginger shots and have some coffee and probably take meetings and then yeah do you do endorsements here do you do business here if like i want do you are you like an influencer no okay the definition here, here is weird but yeah, yeah like actual actual influencer no. do you in here yeah. no i don't think i've never but can you are you open to such yeah, opportunities? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. With okay. the dollars on the table, okay. yes. Okay. When are you going to that room, you ask for the dollars. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely open to it. I'm absolutely open to doing a lot of things back home. I just haven't had the opportunity to, to do them. And I think also, like, I was having a conversation with Joram, and Joram yeah. said everyone is scared to ask for um, what you will charge. But I think I think you can afford. They can afford. <laughs> I agree. We will talk about the rate card after. Okay. Yeah. Now you have to ask. Then we. Yes, yeah. I want to know. Um, except work. Wait, wait. How did you meet Vanquisha? Let's start there. Online. Okay, so you met on Twitter. Yeah. Uh huh. I think she was. Yeah. When was this? When was this? Uh, two, three years back. Or did How long? Twenty. We did it for like a year. Wow. Yeah. How was that? I want to know the Fun. details. Yeah. Okay, so why did you break up? <coughs> uh, well, we just broke up. No, you cannot <laughs> say that. I'm sorry. Up. But we're friends now, so... That's good. I, I think we're not like, on the same wavelength at life at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were she, in... She had to like, achieve more mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but apparently now she's actually out of employment and she's just cheating. Mm-hmm. And getting married she told me this year or the next oh beautiful congrats yeah. for her how about you are you getting married uh, soon i don't know what i think about marriage you don't what i don't know what i think about marriage yeah tell me more what what do you mean you don't know what you think about marriage i feel like it's a commitment we shouldn't take because people fall out of love right apart from the fact that maybe it keeps family because like, we've grown up like that mm-hmm, our parents mm-hmm. are married mm-hmm. because they want to keep their children all together but then my experiences with my friends mm-hmm. what I see mm-hmm. has been so weird I'm also like a strong lover and all the time I see married people mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not what I imagine so I feel like once you agree to commit you it, should hold that Yeah, I 100% agree with that sentiment so and I don't see that so I feel like okay now there's no point actually. Mm-hmm. But I think that marriage has nothing to do with commitment. You can commit to someone, to a partner, and not be legally married. married. Yeah. What would be the point? Is it like the end goal of commitment? Is it though? Marry you for the rest of my life? Is it though? Yeah. You can be committed to someone for the rest of your life and not be married. I think I've seen stronger partnerships between two people who are not married and they're really committed to each other. But I do understand the need to get like a paper, right? That's helpful in terms of le- in terms of a legal sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when the husband's sick or when one of you dies, like what do you leave for the children? That, that's really helpful in, in, the, in that sense. But I think if we look at like being a partner to someone, being committed to someone, you make that choice with or without marriage. And marriage is just like a cherry on top of everything. But obviously, before going into marriage, there has to be compatibilities that have to be met. And only the feeling of what 
I'm assuming you call love yeah. is not enough. I define love differently. I define how love, do you define love? Love is a choice. That's how I define love. Well, based on my experience. So when you love someone, you've just chosen. You choose every single day. Yes, you choose to commit to and to love them. You you choose them. Regardless. Regardless of how you're feeling, of how if they're being a nasty person today or tomorrow, you still choose to love them. Have you been in love before? I have. I would like to say I have. Why did that stop? Why did you unchoose? Why? (laughs) (laughs) I guess it wasn't working. We. We were on different parts. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, we're on different parts. But I also don't stay close friends with my exes, no? (laughs) I know you're you're friends. Are you close to Vankrisha? Yeah, I still take her out to death sometimes. Oh, beautiful. Oh my gosh, you take a lot of She takes me to... No, no. Strictly her, by the way. It was Wait, you are taking taken me on a date. You I'm just said this. To a date. <gasps> I mean, she, but also, uh, she takes me to church. Like, oh, she really? brought me to church. And like, I have a love-hate relationship with my God. Okay. So I understand I don't that. understand the concept of God so much. Like, I, I have my that. doubts and questions. And then she's fully embarked into the whole thing. So yes. she's... Right now, she doesn't text anything. It's not God. Like, she tell you, I can't go out if there's alcohol. Like, mm. she, she's going into that line. Right. Yeah, so that's maybe. Mm. You know, I I respect that. I respect having a complicated relationship with God because um, I do too. I. But you're actually like a God person. In the interview with Robert, you kept referencing to God the whole time. I am. I I grew up in church. I. But it's just because I'm a God person doesn't mean my relationship with Him is not complicated. It's really complicated, actually. I think it's more my relationship with religion itself that is complicated, Um, and so it kind of like complicates everything that is around God and in that sense. But I'm strongly spiritual. I'm a spiritual human being, and um, and yeah, I I still have those questions. What does what, what what do you understand? By God. And this is really such a fundamental mm-hmm. question because it's very important, right? Mm-hmm. It's how people live through mm-hmm. their lives. Like to you, what does God mean to you? Source. Like source. That was the wrong pronunciation, but source. Um, the all-powerful being beyond our imagination, beyond our eyes. Um, and sometimes people would define that as the, 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 the thing within us. Yeah. Like everyone has a God in them, which... I can see, um, but like I said, my relationship is complicated. I don't have all the answers. So I take it day by day and I intuitively follow whatever I feel is is right for me. Yeah. And religion? What do you think about You grew up Catholic, right? Okay. No, I grew up born-again Christian. From like when you were young? From like when I was young. So I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think if I have to get married, I'll have to go to a Catholic church. Why do you think that? Because then I've not made my, my mind, but because my dad is still Catholic. Okay. And he's still my father, really. Okay. Nothing so you're changed. following your dad's religion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but growing up has showed me so many things. So the other thing I share, I think, from listening to you a lot is the positive affirmation, right? Mm-hmm. I really my friends know me for it i never mm-hmm. just i never think of the negative side of things mm-hmm. um uh, there's they were traveling up country with this guy so 
the car jumped. Like he you know he panics like mm-hmm. he was up. I'm like it's, it's actually going to work. Like yeah. it's just going to work. And we started the car and it worked. Yeah. So that is how I live my life. So when I live like that, yeah, <clears throat> and then I'm convinced that there's like a superpower. I fail to get the difference. Like I feel like I want to be a better human being every mm-hmm. single day of my life. Like mm-hmm. that's that's my goal. Like you know, be a better human being. Right. Do good to your friends. Uh, add some value to a few people here and there. So I just don't see the actual value because then they, there's so much that goes wrong, and then you feel like okay now if there's someone watching over and then this is happening, yeah. So that in my life that has been the the biggest issue. Just coming to trust that there's someone who can handle things for you. Like the church goes, like I would go to church with one Christian and the mm-hmm. pastor is preaching all these things. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but I read so but much self-care. Yeah, you have yeah. And also the fact that I can read things to feed my mind elsewhere. Mm-hmm. This is not the Bible or what God says, like, like any other human beings. So that's the other thing. And they're more believable because I read other people's experiences, yeah, with how they've navigated life, mm-hmm. what they have to actually do, mm-hmm. uh, sending you to maybe work out and then follow through kinds of routines right. for getting things right be consistent about stuff that living like that is more realistic to me right mm-hmm. yeah than living in living with hope i find hope very misleading first of all really? yeah interesting hmm. interesting That's why do you find hope very misleading because it's just hope you know like it's the hope that kills what is hope, hope. looking forward but I think thinking that tomorrow will be a better day that's how I define mm-hmm. hope yeah. yeah but that you said you leave it positive you try to leave positive but I think hope is positive like uh, yeah. hoping that tomorrow is going to be better but I still be expecting the worst by the way like um, this podcast thing yeah I've been doing it for two years mm-hmm. I do it to my co-host we never made a single shilling of it. We don't make money. Uh, the advertisers that come mm-hmm. want me to stamp the YouTube with so many things and I don't want that. So yeah. most of the time it's just them. That's why I have to work a job and then do it. Do, yeah. So it's just that, like, the things I do, I, I feel like I have purpose to do them. Right. Yeah? Right. But hoping on two things. I've been let down. Um, when I just got in out of compass, look, I used to look out to my father a lot. So, my father is a typical Ghana man, married to a woman and stays with his family and stuff like that. And that's all he wants in life. So, I grew up seeing that. So, I tried to achieve that so quickly, right out of campus. I cohabitated with someone. And then once that broke, I felt like, that's it. Because I had done my part. Oh, no. That's sad. Yeah. I feel like hoping on two things can then put you in that same pain I went through right after of thinking that, okay, because I really thought this would never end. Like, right. Yeah. But imagine the beauty of life, right? Mm-hmm. You just said you never thought that would end, mm-hmm. but you're here and it ended and then you went on to date other people mm-hmm. and then now you don't even remember the feeling. Now I have a date with you. Yes. <laughs> now we have a date together. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. Um, I think that's the beauty of hope. When you are in a situation, you really, you're foggy. Um, your ego has been bruised and you feel almost hopeless. But then like a little glimpse, a little, like a little light. It's just like, you know what? It's fine. Maybe 
what have I learned from this experience? Yeah. And then and then you dust it off, not really dust it off, carry the experience with you and and hope for better. Isn't that just beautiful? Yeah. Like hope is so beautiful. Oh my god. Like <laughs> yeah. Hoping is the feeling is dope until yeah. Also, maybe just growing up in Uganda just throws so many disappointments at you. So you feel like, like politically, like, something like is failing. Yeah. Like you just take so many hits everything. and you just get out of it. I get that. I get that a lot. I get that too. Um, but yeah, but I think hope is the only thing that we can have. I think I want to mention that in my uh, journey of finding spirituality and, and sort of growing myself spiritually, I took Jewish studies. I studied Judaism for a year <laughs> and um, one of the beautiful things about what I studied, I did study Reformed Judaism under a Reformed uh, Jewish church, Jewish synagogue or temple. Um, so it's it's a little different from like Hasidic Jews and all the other types of mm. the religion. Um, but one thing that I learned from my, my class, which is really important and, and I carry with me that I didn't learn in church or from Christianity is that you can question God. You can ask him questions. You can refuse to understand. You can be like, I don't understand this. This does not resonate. And you can have those questions within yourself and it's okay. And it's not a sin. How do they get answered? You are, I guess, led by the Holy Spirit, but, I think for me, the beauty was not necessarily finding the answer because sometimes you might not be able to find the answer, right? Um, it's not a logical matter. It's a spiritual matter, right? So you might not be able to find the answers. But the, the safety or the satisfaction yeah. I get from being able to still ask those questions, that was really important yeah. to yeah. me. Um, and I resonated with that a lot. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of mention that. I hope that you rediscover your relationship with hope. I and hope so too. But not <laughs> that I have a little more. <laughs> I can dream bigger. Oh yeah. 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 This is really lovely. Jai is still asking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still have more questions for you Good. actually. Hold yeah. on. Wait. Um, so I also started Jumia if you want to ask about business. Oh yeah, yeah let's comments. talk about that. Let's yeah. talk about your relationship with Kulabako because I love Kulaba. Ah, she's, she's my best boss ever. Oh. So these two, after she left, they used to give us awards after her name. Right. Like Kulabako Award. Oh my family. God. Really? She's, she's, she, she taught me this whole thing of there's, your boss can be your friend at right. work. Like, there was no like hierarchy between her. She would teach you the things she knows. Right. Like she's your friend. Right. So that is how way of how way of working is really so unique. Right. It's, it's, it's result oriented, but she's still part of the whole making mm-hmm. of the results. She would go downtown. Mm-hmm. She's a cool kid though. Yeah. Really Parents cool. I love that. Stuff, but she would still go yeah. downtown and work with us and, and stuff. So yeah. So much picked from her. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Um. <laughs> Kulaba taught me my favorite phrase, mob jazz. And I say that a lot. I'm just like, when someone says something, I'm like, oh, mob, mob jazz. jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a cool girl. I love her so much. I, I tried to spend some time with her in Los Angeles. Mm. I'm actually moving to LA in the next couple of months. So yeah, I'll be spending a lot more time with her. 
But yeah, we That's love cool. Kulabako. Yeah, yeah you do. Cool you should girl. tell her when you, tell, when you see her. Absolutely. Um, and then, so you left Jumia. Yeah. So I left Jumia. Uh, then I still did e-commerce. There were other companies that were coming up. Mm-hmm. Kilimo. Then left. First mm-hmm. left employment. Mm-hmm. Uh, focused on the studio. Focused on shooting content. So mm-hmm. I also do original web content for other people. Creators. Okay. Like I hire out this and more equipment. Amazing. Yeah, focused on that. Uh, the industry is big, yeah, because you have to like really be a swanger when you to make a killing out of it. Right. So right now, we've invested a lot and it can't come back. That mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, I then came back to do marketing here. I had marketing at, at all the farms here. Okay. That we, we, we so what exactly? Do you work on a specific um, startup or do you do kind of do everything? Uh, so right now there are so much we are investing on starting up a lot of hospitality in terms of restaurants the villa the patio the maze fine dining around Mm -hmm. Uganda about six restaurants Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I had all their marketing for of course I just do marketing here Mm -hmm. mostly what other e-commerce because you you guys do e-com here right yeah what other e-com kind of brands are you working on currently Uh, so we do Silicon, so they're starting up so many things at the same time just yeah. to do an app where all the products we own. So unlike Jumia that goes to vendors that have their own stuff, we want to like control the center of the business, the hospitality, the hotels, mm-hmm. uh, people selling shops, but our own shops we've started or reinvested in mm-hmm. money. So that's like the trend. But any other ideas go, right? Uh, they're willing to invest in the ideas as long as it makes sense to them. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Thank you for that information. Okay. How old are you? 29. Beautiful. So you're going into what they call a Saturn return. Have you ever heard of that? No. I know it's a very long topic. You, you should first Google it and then we can talk about it on, on our date. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah we can talk about it. your Saturn return on our date. How does that feel for you? It feels... Free. Do you feel you've grown too much or do you feel you still have? No, I'm, I feel good, actually. I feel like now is the time for me to really, like, I feel like my 20s were a little bit insecure. I was like, oh, my body is this way. Like, you know, there was a little insecurities, but now I don't give a fuck. Sorry. Yeah, you can swear on my podcast, don't worry. <laughs> this is actually a female podcast, you can swear on it. Do you know, but now I don't yeah. give a shit, you know? I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm a 30-year-old woman and just living my best life. Yeah. Still. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I think they usually say the 20s are for messing up and then the 30s are for kind of focusing on, on one thing and then the 40s are for making money. So, but yeah, like I want my 30s to be for making money though. So we'll see. <laughs> for me as a guy, I feel like by 30, you, you must have everything, like, what? That is crazy to think. So that drives me crazy. It is. But, but yes. Still finding. Can you imagine being. What? That is crazy. At 30, your life has just started. Listen, do you know what me and my family talk about? My niece, we talk about like people should not be allowed to have children before they're 30. This is what I believe. Literally. Like yeah. you are. But I agree with it that. Even I agree be that. I agree you know, that. That's enough time for you to really see. Yeah, to really feel like, like I need to bring the child into. Understand who you were as a person. I feel like you don't do that until 
after 30. You kind of get to know who you are as a human being. But if everything goes according to your plan, mm-hmm. when do you plan on having children? Even 50? Yeah. I have no limit to it. Okay. Don't you feel like if you have children at 50, you will be a very, very detached from their Why? lifestyle? Why? Because there'll be a different, a million generations away from, okay, like I, also our parents, but that's the issue. We were never friends with our parents because that's of that. That's the problem. Yeah. I think like our upbringing was very, we were also detached from our parents. Yeah. We were never friends. I think that is, I think for me, that's the difference between, um, the only difference between me and like the people that I grew up with in Kampala is that I was actually friends with my mom. I'm an only child, so I was really friends with my mom. And I truly, truly believed everything that my mom told me. Like when my mom told me, you were so smart, you were so beautiful. Like I truly, truly believed that because she was my friend. On top of being a parent, of course, I would get caned like any yeah, other like kid. Any other kid yeah. But she would explain things to me in like no more English because I feel like our parents were a little bit dismissive and they were like, ah, Sirika, you know, don't exactly. tear out your opinion. Don't say anything. Don't answer back. Don't like your feelings are not valid. Shut up. But for me with my mom, like I would explain to her and, and she would understand. And the, yeah, that is what your model. And yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. So I think for me, that's the difference that I find with like my friends that I grew up with or grew up around is that my mom was my friend. Um, and, I don't think like even having kids at 50, of course, 50 is like a long stretch. As a woman, you can have kids whenever you want to. With science and technology, you can have kids at whatever age you want to, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, it depends on how you raise them, I guess. Which What's style? your ideal way of raising your child? Because also the idea that we have to be friends with our children is more like a myth. But it's not. It <clears throat> happened to me. <laughs> You're like a one person. Ah! <laughs> that, that's that's Are you it. saying I'm a unicorn? Thank it's, you. Because <laughs> it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's really hard. You have to just be a parent to your child. Right. With, now with all this new information that's around, with all right. these new cultures, and like it's not America where you have to just live free and every, the system will support you. Mm-hmm. Here, the system can support you when you're free like that, right? right. So you still have to train mm-hmm. your child to beat this system fast. Mm. And by beating it, they have to like join it. And but I think, you know, listen, I'm not a parent, so I shouldn't be giving advice on. But you've been raised, parenting. and you are going to be a parent in the future. I don't know. God willing, if God doesn't will, then not. I don't know. But you know, God willing, I think for me, the style that I would choose to raise my child is is um, teach them compassion and teach them kindness and listen to them because they are a different human being they have their own opinions there's only so much that you can sorry there's only so much that you can you can shield a child from right but i think with honest communication um that goes a long way and i think that's one of the things that i i really love from the way that i was raised honest communication it's like listen if you do this this might happen and then this will happen right and that sort of helped me make really good decisions for myself in the long run um and that's a style that i i want to adopt uh whatever style is out there that's that's new that i think 
would come up or or that I can change my mind to that's better than I, I will adopt that if, if I'm lucky enough to have children yeah I, I don't believe in like I'm going to be like shield you from I don't believe in that because we live in the world of the internet they will eventually if you don't teach them from home if you don't communicate with them they're gonna see it from outside uh, and you would rather have those conversations in the house you'd rather be but how is yeah how easy is it to have these uncomfortable decisions from like a perspective where you've seen it you've taken experiences mm-hmm. you know what's up and to someone who just has to experiment through their life i think it's extremely hard like, no it's not if you start our from parents the would have done the same thing no but, but they didn't they didn't know better i don't fault our parents in any way because that's what they knew that's all they knew but now with more information in our age we have more information so we can do better right so also their parents like taught them with whatever they had whatever information they had at the time so since we have new information we have lots and lots of different research on how to raise children better on how to make them better human beings and how to be involved in their lives on the importance of fathers being involved in their lives right so yeah we have new information we have new research you we use that speaking on new information i feel like it's so it's too much information that you have to know how to sieve it yeah pick what's wrong or what's right yeah you pick whatever works for you whatever works for you yeah like whatever works for you your household right you pick that whatever works for your household you choose that if beating your child works it works do you believe yeah. beating the children absolutely not? i don't absolutely not but what it helped with you no it did not it was very traumatic and my mom owes me therapy money <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> okay you have a question <clears throat> Um are you seeing anybody now? Are you dating? No. Okay, does anybody think that they are dating you? No. Does <laughs> <laughs> He's just laughing cuz that's Wait, yes. tell us. Tell, does somebody think that they're in a relationship with him? No. <laughs> Nobody thinks that they're in a relationship with you. No. When do you want to have children? Do you want to have children? Yes. When? Do you know when or you're open to time when I'm ready to have children. When you feel ready intuitively. I get that. Um, would you... Would, would, how do you see yourself in, in the next five years? Rich. I love that. I fuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> Rich. Yeah. Rich. I put in so much work into things. Mm-hmm. Investing in uh, companies. So this also, what makes it very easy to do, I invest in it with friends and people very close to me mm-hmm. so the same as other stuff I tried to right. do so because I know it's hard for people to pay me what I offer in terms of value mm-hmm, mm-hmm. most of the times I just buy equity to their stuff right. then I give them the skill Fair enough. then I see it come through that's beautiful so I feel like in five years that should be a paying off very yeah. good and if it doesn't what happens I go to my village and dig <laughs> we have so much land that yeah. side yeah that'll just give up okay yeah. Options, options. Interesting. That's really cool. Okay, so how do you see your when you ha- when you are to have a family or when you're ready to have a family? How do you see your family dynamic? Like what do you picture your 
wife or spouse or husband, I don't know, or mm. kids. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> um, I'm not even but that's actually the good you're supposed to ask like that. Um how do you see the dynamic in your family? Do you see yourself following the colonizers way of putting a family? Like you're oh, which the is head, that the, you're the head of the family. You're you Uganda, right? Yeah. Oh, Uganda, what? I need but someone to kneel down for me. Nah. They have to kneel. No. So, I don't want to go so far away from my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, my father is a really, really humble churchman, Catholic guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dedicated his life and service to the church mm-hmm. like that. Um, probably has seen a lot of hardships in life and because mm-hmm. he's gone out to do like jail. But when you see her, that's all you see. Uh, a man who's silent, uh, who never questions the wife. Okay, that's toxic a bit. I, I still Very find toxic. it toxic with him. I think But then it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It helps to know that you're still the head and you don't have to exact any power to anyone. It's just there. So, <clears throat> it's just that. Like, I want someone I can be friends with and that's so hard because mm-hmm. I've tried it in the past. So, I kind of feel like you have to go the normal Muganda way. Um, accumulate a lot of wealth wait, wait, what do you and mean? just accommodate someone for the sake of it. Because first of all, it's hard to like, just mind space, to train someone's mind and be like, yo, train. we can make it out together. Here, like when you're dating, it's a thing. Right now, the options of people I get to date, people expect so much. Oh, the guy has a podcast, he has a studio, so like probably he faces the same thing. And also, yeah. Wait, I don't know, I don't. What do you mean I face the same you're a celebrity. No, so I there's don't. That. I don't. There's that. So there's... I'm nobody in the US. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. You can just... Mm-hmm. You want Google search away from the first page, really. Uh-huh. So that is a big thing. Like, I've not found someone I can make my friend. Mm. And we're friends. Yeah. Interesting. So and I want that. Maybe I want. You just haven't. You're very young. You haven't found someone. Yeah, yeah. Really open to very many like yeah. ideas in my head. Like it's something like love is something I have to give a chance. Like I believe in it so much because I've loved before and I believe it can happen again. It's but just what when you loved before? How did you define love? Uh, sacrifice for to exist with someone. Like just like you maybe choosing them, but yeah. Uh, First, you know, as just on a wave, right? Like, mm. like, was it a strong feeling in your heart? Exactly that. The strong feeling in my head, like, I feel like I love this person. And mm. I kind of feel like that's how it's supposed to be. Everything else I have been going through is more like script. I sit down with someone and like, and I want this and this and this. So you try that and then the energies don't like sink. But what happens when that strong feeling dies. dies? Because it dies after the first three years in a relationship. That feeling dies. I what happens? I don't know. I don't know. I just need to maybe read so much and get my mind space in mm-hmm. a position where I can deal with that. Yeah. Interesting. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you see yourself as like the head of the family, <coughs> as you know. Yeah, I want to be the head. I want to lead. Man. Definitely. But also, I want to add ex- immense value to like my partner. Okay. Uh, yeah. Part of the reason I have studios because I can. I want to design someone in that life. Just 
be a part of that world. How do you picture your partner? What are the things that your that you would probably admire from your future partner? What value does she bring to you? Dare I say value? Dare I say what does she bring to the table? table. <laughs> dare I use those words? First of all, let me tell you something. When yeah. someone says what do you bring to the table, I'm out of that conversation cuz honey I'm out. You will never I never ever talk about that. So forgive me for asking that. That was just a by the way that I wanted to. Do. But no, what value do you think you you would want in your what are the things that you would want in a future partner? They should be able to think along the things I'm doing and to contribute to that, really. Along the things that you're doing. So you want someone who doesn't have their own No, no, no. So, I told you I want to like add value to Okay, to them. That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing. So whatever they are on to, support their dreams. Like mm-hmm. That's the other definition of love, I, I feel like. Okay. So that's what I want to tell you by sacrifice. So sacrifice part of what you want to achieve just for that person to achieve theirs, and that gives you happiness. So that's one. I want to like, contribute to that so heavily. But then even them, they should be in position to contribute to my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? Like we should have better conversations, and they make sense to me before I leave the bedroom. How? What like what? Um, I want to date an actress. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm screaming! <laughs> oh my god! Help me! Yeah. Please, Jesus! So I, them. <laughs> okay. I help them tell their stories. Mm. So the tagline for for this company is only humans tell stories. Okay. So oh, because we believe there's that. all this technology coming and what, but still it's, it has to be one human to tell their story. So I want to help people. Just like I want to help people tell their stories, I want to help my friends. So you're story. okay seeing your actress wife kiss someone on the screen and you're the producer? Okay. Or and have sex with someone. Of course, it's is not real sex. Real, though? No, it's In not. In acting? But you've watched my movie. You saw the... Yeah. My, hope God, you know, I lied to my mom. I said the film is not here. Like, she hasn't watched it. <laughs> anyway, what <laughs> is... <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> just watch it. I know, but I'm just like, ah, I need, you know, like I need to build up. Why are you dating company. when you're shooting, man? I'm always dating, honey. How did your partner feel? I'm always dating. That means... They left and... No, they didn't. That means you're not committed. No, we're yeah. not in a relationship. That's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm taken out on dates. I'm courted or whatever you want to call it yeah 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 okay uh but yeah yeah like uh value really companionship is really interesting but the sex should also be great oh it's a big plus to i agree the whole thing yeah i agree okay wait so we were we're still talking about you your wife mm. or your partner mm. oh, probably your wife um you know having to act out a sex scene on screen and you're the producer And you want the film to work. The I'll film let has it to work. work. It has to look really I'll let it work. I'd, 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 I'd pretend I'm watching a porno. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> look at yeah, this guy. The whole time, I'll just pretend I'm watching a porno. No, but I think there's... I compartmentalize things. So yeah. for me, when I was on set, for example, doing... doing like I had to kiss that yeah. guy on set. It wasn't awkward at all. It wasn't weird. Like, I was just like, like it was disgusting, but it was like, oh, okay, I have to kiss this guy. Like, I, but it was very professional, you know. And also on set, we had a 
what they call a movement coach or a sex coach. So they were like, just put your lips like this and hold the face like this. And it felt very mechanical in a sense. It's just like, mm, you can't really like say, okay, I can send the zone corner. You know, like, okay, mm, it felt really mechanical and it, there was no juice, I guess, yeah. to it. So it was, it was nothing. Um, but yeah. But then how would you feel if you are in like a committed relationship and you have to push the biggest movie like that? When your parts include sex. I don't think I would feel anything because that's part of the professionalism that comes with the job. Like the thing is you have to be on set for you to like understand how it works. Like when you when you're on set, you're just like, wow, this is so this is nothing. Like I feel nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um Yeah. Yeah, but because it's in the moment at the set, right? Not even that. It's very it's like okay now okay so it goes i'll give you i'll give you a sample it goes action and then you slide your leg down cut i mean you need to slide your leg towards the left so okay start again action and then you slide your leg down and cut no it's like a little bit closer like you know yeah, it's like that no emotion there no freaking yeah. emotion yeah. so by the time you get the shot it's just like oh gosh this is exhausting like this is yeah. not how it's supposed to work but yeah, yeah. It's it's not like something you just pull out of thin air and, and think about. Like you, you practice a dance together yeah. and, and you're quite comfortable. Yeah. To yeah. me that'll be it support, whatever is that. Yeah. I like that. You're open minded. That's cool. That's why I have a podcast. So I used to put my opinion so much on Twitter mm-hmm. and get backlash of people misinterpreting. Then I started having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And I started appreciating that oh, I love more that. than the talking. Yeah. I love that. Twitter can be a little bit toxic, in my opinion. How do you handle social media? Then? You. I only... And feedback, by the way. Feedback in general. So, sometimes... I like feedback. I really do like constructive criticism. Because I think that's how you can grow and become a better person. But also... Like, sometimes you can know when somebody's not giving you constructive criticism. It's very cynical. It's very sarcastic. It's not, like, helpful at all. Um, and so I'm petty, so I answer back sometimes. When I have time and I'm laying in my bed and you say something nasty on my Facebook or Twitter, I have time. I will answer you back. Like, don't be fooled. But sometimes I'll just ignore, it doesn't matter, or if I'm busy or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I hurt. But you also dealt with a lot of bullying, right? Yeah, they hurtful when comments. Going, yeah. They so, hurtful comments. But now it should be like. Ah, okay, what, I'll tell you. In, I think it was in 2016 when um, a picture of my lips hit the internet, and I woke up one morning. I think it was during Fashion Week in Milan, and I woke up one morning and everyone had tagged me on this picture that Mac had posted, and so this white woman had said, "Oh, lips." like jay-z or something like that and there was just a whole like internet like if you google amita lagoon lips mark cosmetic lips or amita lips whatever you kind of see like the comments and it calls a wildfire actually um and some of the comments were really racist they were really mean and just like uncalled for but also i got like really positive re 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 reaffirmations um, lots of black women, lots yeah, yeah, of, even yeah. non-black women. Like I got lots of media reaching out, including New York Times wrote a story about it, and they were supportive. Like you know, whatever. So I think for every backlash that you get, there is a positive reaffirmation that comes with it. And so it's just like 
sorry, it nullifies whatever you're trying to say. But I love constructive criticism. Yeah. For now, like the acting, do you do you just get that from the people on set, or you you get like friends who tell you, nah, this this scene here. Yeah, or... I mean, I've only done, I've only, well, I've done a couple. I've done like three, but they're not out and I'm not at liberty to talk about them. But for the one that I've done, nobody has really said anything because my part was really small. However, I did And have, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I had an acting coach and um, I hope, you know, I continue to develop my skill in that area. Speaking of which, are you involved in like the production? Do you understand the camera work? Like, I saw no. you. So you minded so much of how you look in the camera. Absolutely. But that is because you're a model. But do you understand the camera? I do. I do understand the basics. I do understand the basics of lighting because that's my job. Like yeah. I'm always in front of a camera and, 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 and whatnot. I understand the basics of, 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 okay. of it all. Yeah. And the direction of movies? Do you feel like you can direct a movie? I think so. If you yeah. get a chance. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. No, I you think know it was to do. I think it's time, you know, I think if there's an opportunity, I would absolutely be down to do that. Okay. Yeah. Now I have a studio. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love this podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like a conversation. Yeah, it's big conversations. How many girlfriends have you had? How many girlfriends have I had? Yeah. Like from Bath? Whatever you want to tell me. Yeah. So the ones I take very serious yeah, were like only after, serious. Yeah. I think three. What have you learned from those interactions or relationships or whatever? <clears throat> One, you have to be really yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's two problems with all those three relationships. Okay. Mm-hmm. The women have been slightly older than I am. But I yeah, yeah, but Kusha is mm, a sugar. Mommy, <laughs> love that for you. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, so, wait. So, the women, all of them, or just the two of them? The women have been older? It's the two of them. The okay. one was younger. Yeah, but she was my, my actual age. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Vankisha and Hills kind of like older than me. Mm-hmm. Vankisha, it was a vibe. Like, we're almost the same people, but not the same people. Ooh. So, it was not part of the vibe. Mm-hmm. Then I think she had to, like, get serious life. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, this is, like, the commitment. Right. Not yet ready. Not yet there. Right. Yeah, but learning from them is just to be yourself. Mm-hmm. I also, I think I've learned something really people neglect here. I think I, I pick it from my family. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're supposed to disclose your finances to your woman mm-hmm. if you want to win. Mm-hmm. Finances, yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. But then it's tricky, you know. Why is it tricky? Because what happens if uh, if they don't like what they hear, okay, yeah, there's that. But, but if what if, yeah, if they feel like you're not doing enough, well, if they don't like what they hear, I think honesty is the best policy all the time. Like, honesty is the best policy. Um, and so, if you disclose your finances to whoever you're dating or to whoever you're in a relationship with, because dating and a relationship, I think, are two different things, right? Um, yeah, so if you don't disclose your finances um, and they say no, it's better they say no earlier on than later on in life, right? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so Maybe too. that 
Yeah, but the, just the thought of, you know, when you're living with someone, you want to live with them forever. So you want to hide away everything that can jeopardize So that. you want to first wait for them to fall in love with you before, <laughs> yeah, before you can disclose the ugly parts of yourself. You'll be like, okay, this is, this is what you say. horrible. Up. That's the same story of this football guy who made his mom sign. You heard that story, yeah, right? Yeah. That's what do you think nice. about that? I don't like that story. But then that is, have you seen a list of? footballers whose wives took everything haven't you seen that i have Quite seen a many. list of things of but also oh my gosh i really didn't want to get involved in this story i didn't because if you decide to get married to someone usually usually women in, yeah. in marriages in mar- in partnerships get the lesser tail of the stick usually right yeah. they yeah. they get the, the least part so these women who have taken everything and I'm not agreeing with what they've done and this is why I strongly believe in prenups I don't think we have that in, available I don't think yeah in Uganda yeah, but, right? I, but really I strongly believe, in, the, believe yeah. in prenups because honestly like I said honesty is the best policy like in, in case we are to break up this is what's this is what we could do this is what could happen if you don't agree with that don't get married, you know. Don't get married. I think that was lying from the from right off the bat, and it's just not a strong partnership. And I don't want that for myself. God forbid. Ew. Knock on wood. How many people have you dated? Uh, no, I've date. I date a lot of people, but I've been in a relationship with two people. From school, do you come that guys? The people no, you, ew. You've never had a relationship. <laughs> At UCU? No, I was a single girl. I was a city girl at UCU. <laughs> I was just dating. The whole time? The whole time. Not, no Not relationships. Okay. My criteria, my I'm very strict. Yeah. My, yeah. I'm very strict with my criteria of who I actually choose to be in a serious relationship with. What are those things? I about? cannot tell you that. Because then you can mold yourself to be that person and we cannot have that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's why I, I multiple date, you know. <clears throat> to just see it in someone. Yeah, to just find out, to observe. I observe what you do, what how you are. I don't tell you what to do. I don't tell you what to give me or whatever. I just observe. And okay. so then I cross or I... Tick. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we done? I think. Yeah. Unless you have something else. Okay. Uh, give me another question. <laughs> I want to ask you. Mm, would you marry or date marry a woman with more money than you? Marry, have a family. Since you said I you don't want to. for that. Really? Why? Tell me why. Because then it would save me so much. Why? Why do you think it's okay for women, a woman to provide for you with this? No, you want to provide for me. Like, <laughs> see, naturally, yeah? Mm-hmm. I come from a family where you have to work. That's all we've seen our dad do. Uh, who the men have to work or the women? Yeah. Uh, actually, everyone for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my mom, her background, what I hear from people when they talk to me about my mom, my mom personal on swears. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <coughs> but I grew up with a mom, right? So, uh, the background of her is still extreme hard work. She was a housewife. She used to do sweaters. She had chicken. 
and my sisters have kept that up to now, right? The boys and the men, you have to like, with our dad, you don't stay in the bed after seven. He'll tell you, go and watch the news, go and see what's happening on Al Jazeera rather than mm. being in your bed. Like, that's the mentality. Mm. So I'll cover the basics for myself. Like, right. I know that. Yeah, but then when you have a woman who's richer than you, it's comfort. Yeah, like, how? I mean, she has money and you don't have to struggle that much on well, impressing that you're her. paying for the date. The yeah, one taking yes, yes, okay, yes. Cool. Let me do that date. Don't tell me what to do for okay, that Let okay. me do that date to myself. I'm sorry. I need to be sure. <laughs> Dad, make and lost. Mm. Yeah, sometime he was the community standard of being rich mm. to then not being rich to mm. that level. And so, it's But when your partner has more money than you, so it increases your chances of actually not falling back to the grass you started from. So it's a win-win situation for you. Because you're still a man. Like my mantra is to work. You still need to work. So if you meet someone who's already there, maybe. Yeah. I love this for you. I really do. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, I really do love this for you. Honestly, I believe in being a kept woman. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Taking care of baby. Absolutely. I'm going to make a lot of absolutely money. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. I bring nothing to the table except another man. Anyway, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>